Welcome to The Ziggler Show. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, and this is our Habits Show. What are the habits of a guy who's famous for inspiring people to do something stupid? Well, they're pretty stellar, and we showcase how Richie Norton is redefining stupid as the new smart. Uh, my favorite spoke on the Ziggler Wheel of Life from Richie was number four, financial. Uh, he says, better than budgeting, learn how to make money. It's a guy after my own heart right there. Uh, number six was interesting, career and business. His opportunity requirement, if he's looking at something, is he must be able to do it all via his cell phone so his family can stay flexible and mobile. That's a major value in their lives. Uh, the fifth book is spiritual. It was really interesting to me, and we unpacked it more. Uh, it was Richie's perspective of loving God unconditionally. It's a little different twist on how we usually look at unconditional love to put it towards God. Uh, so join us. I think you'll find this a great romp through this unique Hawaiian's daily habits for success. I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon it really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra-rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. Hey, big thanks to all of you who've been leaving great reviews in iTunes for the Ziggler show. Gosh, they're just piling them uh, up right now and incredibly encouraging. Thank you. And thanks for checking. Yes. On some of the reviews that were helpful. We're seeing a great change in what reviews show up first. Uh, and when you do, if you do that, let me know on Facebook, send me a message with your username that you used after leaving a review and I'll send you a free copy of Zig and Tom Ziggler's book born to win. Okay, friends, here are the healthy habits of Richie Norton. All right, Richie, we'll start and right off here on the, uh, the old Ziegler wheel of life. The first one is the physical side and, you know, physical and nutrition. What are the things, the healthy habits you employ there? And, uh, I, 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 I could make some guesses being that you're the beach guy with the beach life in Hawaii <laughs> on the physical side. So let, let us know what you're doing. Well, I mean, it's funny. I, I, I always feel like I could be stronger and, and healthier, you know, all, all the things. Yeah. Um, and I, I know exercise is important, all those things. I'm not that dedicated to going out and running or things like that. What I do do, this is, this is real. I go to the beach every single day. And I know people, not everyone can do this, but I'm, as I, so I work a lot for my cell phone. So I'm, I probably, I guess I could look it up, but I'm getting my 10,000 steps in every day just by working on my cell phone, hmm. sending emails, texts, social media, taking phone calls, always walking. 
whether it's on the beach or around in like circles around my table at my at my house if it's raining, you know, constantly doing that. And for me, I like exercise when it's fun. So it's more I do something fun that happens to be exercise, which might be surfing or going on a hike and catching chameleons um, <laughs> in the mountains of Hawaii. I've seen pictures of you doing that or videos of you guys doing that. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's more that. My wife is better at doing like, you know, a routine and, and, and keep it real. Um, as, as far as eating, I, I'm aware of what, you know, works for my body and doesn't work. So when I do eat things that aren't necessarily good for my body, but I want it anyways, I recognize that I'm doing that, right? Yeah. So instead of mindlessly doing it, I'm not saying I don't do it. I'm just saying instead of mindlessly doing it, I know what I'm doing, which helps me curb it, yeah. right, uh, as much as possible. But I, I tend to try and eat more uh, lean meats, get more um, fat from the things I've been studying, more vegetables, and just trying to avoid things that are white, like sugars and breads and things like that. Everyone's diet is their own, but for me, that's I, I just try to keep it easy uh, on myself to try and stay um, – healthy i like that at least being aware of of what you're doing i did that last week i there was a day that i just (laughs) i I couldn't not do great pizza and i I (laughs) exactly it was gluten and dairy and everything and i just it it was it was was good for my soul uh for sure all right next one is uh you know kind of family friends relationships is a spokes the things that you do and it could be uh your of course obviously your immediate family and i know that your wife your your partner your uh three boys are that's what you're there for um so what are the things you're employing to keep your guys relationships well and if there's things you're doing to nurture relationships you know outside of your immediate family as well okay so you know um my dad he was an entrepreneur and he was busy, but he would always coach my team sports. And that was his way to always kind of be there for us, you know, to coach our team sports and that we had to be together for practice and for games and everything else that went with that. I started coaching my team, my kids in sports and and they would always just mouth off to me. And I realized this isn't going to work very well if I'm the coach, you know? (laughs) Right. So the coaching thing and time with them didn't work as well as I thought. Uh, But I do try to, it's more about being available, um, you know, taking my kids to school in the morning, bringing them back home, doing the homeschool thing if we want, which we're doing right now. Um, and for me, quality time generally is quantity time. Just being there, literally doing nothing sometimes, just listening. And especially when they were little, though, I did realize the more time I was with them on my cell phone meant nothing to them. Mm. Even worse than just hiding in an office somewhere, right? But 10 minutes on a trampoline with them was the world. So sometimes quality time really is just not having your cell phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so my wife and I, we try to do um, as many date nights as we can. And maybe it's not at night. Sometimes it's during the day. Sometimes it's breakfast. But we, we, we don't want to be two ships passing in the night. So no. we're constantly talking about big goals where we want to go, where we're going, what we're doing, and more specifically, how we can help our kids develop the things that they want to do. Uh, I don't know. I could probably share more details, but that's kind of the gist of it all. <laughs> well, I get that from just, yeah, the, the, the social media stuff, videos you put out that you guys do life so connectedly as a family. And yeah, we, we really try. We really try to do things together and and understanding that we are individuals and have other things we want to do. So yeah. it's not always about having to be 
stuck together in a car for six months, which, which we've done. And, you know, you want to kill each other at that point. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. these things happen. You bring your problems on the road with you. It's also letting the, supporting the individual in their own goals. Yeah. And that becomes a bond. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Mental is the next one. The things that you consistently employ to keep yourself mentally well, mentally sharp, where you want to be from a mental, emotional level. I listen to like, this might sound weird, but I, I listen to happy music. And I, and I mean, like, even music from my high school days, like anything that gets my juices flowing, somehow that can pull me even out of a bad mood or, or a bad thought. And I know some people can't think when they have sound, I think better when I have a beat in the background for some reason, you know, call me crazy. Um, so music, music helps me a ton. Um, when I am feeling down and things are super hard, um, I also, especially, especially since we've experienced the death of so many, you know, people in our family, yeah. a stroke from my wife, son getting hit by a car, like we've had things that have spiraled us way, way, way down. And there was a grief pamphlet that I read that said, it's a tunnel, not a cave. Hmm. And so I realized it's okay to feel bad and to allow myself to feel bad because when you're, when you are going through grief, especially you start punishing yourself for feeling bad, which isn't good. And you even punish yourself for feeling good when bad things have happened. So I've learned to kind of let myself feel, acknowledge those feelings. And that sometimes helps me just acknowledging it, get out of it. And also realizing that life's a roller coaster. And also with the concept that a bad day shouldn't turn to a bad week, turn to a bad month, turn to a bad year, turn into a bad life, you know, recognizing that a bad day, you can get out. So bringing it out to that tunnel analogy, if you stop walking in that tunnel, it it could become a self-imposed cave. You keep walking and it's not about moving on. People will say, move on. No, these people are hard times or things that have happened to you. They're part of you or they can make you and you should think through it in a positive way. It's about moving forward and taking those experiences and somehow turning them into a positive flight. Man, I love that analogy. Uh, that'll stick with more people than just myself. That grief, bad feelings are a tunnel, not a cave, or at least That's should right. be. Um, financial is the next one. And being a uh, lifetime entrepreneur, I'm sure you've had some ups and downs there. What are some of the things that you have done and do to keep you guys well financially? Look, man, there were there were times where we were, this is not even a joke, we were collecting cans out of, out of uh, trash cans at parks to um, recycle them to get money for gas. <laughs> and, you know, at least we had a cart, right? You know, these are, these are things that we have to kind of uh, remember are, are the good things we have. Um, but entrepreneurship is, is ups and downs. And to me, I, I try to reduce just financially in my business. I try to reduce as much overhead as possible. So I don't have to try and figure that out and it's about sales but at the end of the day financially one thing that helps is having a separate bank account um, not just for your business and your personal but even a separate one for savings even in another institution because if it's in your regular bank account even if it's checking and savings you're going to use it right so if if it's out of sight out of mind you can move it so it's nice to move over 10 percent or whatever somewhere else um, where possible on top of that for anyone out there uh, who has a job and can obviously lose it or an entrepreneur who can lose it all the key really is just understanding how to make money mm. because if you know how to make money you can be at zero or less and the next day be positive and way positive 
communication piece of your business model, I think is more important to me than knowing how to use any budget or spreadsheet. Okay. One, I love that because I agree with it and it resonates with me. Um, two, I don't think I've ever heard that. I don't know how many habit shows I have done, but generally we talk about, we talk about budgeting and whatnot. And I love that because I am not good at budgeting. I'm not good at finances. I'm not even good at math. Uh, anything, (laughs) anything with numbers kind of gives me highs. And yet the thing that I do know from day one, thanks to my parents is I know how to make money. Um, yeah, so man. That's can, what it's all about. I can go do that. It doesn't mean that I always make a, a billion dollars, but if we got to go, whatever it is, figure out, uh, you know, grabbing cans out of the trash can, whatever, figure yeah. out how to make money and go to the, I thank you for that. Um, but can I tell you one quick please, story about this? Please, please. When I was 16, my, I told my dad I wanted a job and my dad says, you don't want a job. You're not allowed to get a job. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, that's the worst dad ever. Right. <laughs> I mean, as far as like getting jobs yeah. and uh, it was summer. And so he said, no, 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 you don't want a job. He said, I'm from San Diego. He said, go to El Centro to the watermelon patches. And this is, he legitimately said this, ask the farmers for, if you can buy from them, their irregular sized watermelons. Nice. And I'm like, okay. So me and my my 14 year old brother, we got the, the the seats out of the family van, drove to El Centro, bought, filled up our van full of watermelons. The thing is like, seriously hitting the ground. We got them for next to nothing. And I go home, and it's the Fourth of July coming up. So we called all of our friends' parents. We called friends and stuff. We, we whatever. We stood. Uh, they probably felt bad for us. Whatever. Who knows? We were at the park doing it. We sold all the watermelons, and we made more money in one day that I would have made the entire summit, summer working minimum wage. And that taught me you don't have to trade time for money. And if you do, at least you're recognizing what you're doing and that there are ways to make money if you're resourceful. Use what you have from where you are. That, again, I think we were separated at birth, man. That was that- – <laughs> That was my, that was my folks as well. They never told me how to get a job. They told me how to do something. And when you were doing that, I was tinting windows on cars and making at that point, uh, depending on the job, you know, 30, 50 bucks an hour. That's back when minimum, we were just talking about this with my boys back when minimum wage was $3 and 75 cents. Dang, uh, which just that's nothing. Tells you, uh, you know what I mean? Like tells you I'm older. It's than... hard. That's hard. It's, it's all hard. You know, it it's is. all hard. All right, man. Next spoke is. Uh, spiritual, that side, the faith-based part of your life, the spiritual side of your life, what's happening there? Uh, I'm a believer in Jesus Christ, and I uh, served a mission in, in Brazil. I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and my, my whole like purpose in life really is more more spiritual. Like I think everything, the same way everything we create spiritually becomes physically, I think the things that we do physically are, are spiritual in nature. And, and so... For me, aside from just belief, it's really a more more about regardless of faith, regardless of belief, regardless if you're agnostic or an atheist, it's honestly about love. When when my and I don't just say that just randomly. When my son, my brother in law passed away, and then my and then my son passed away, and then my wife gets a stroke, and then our three foster kids leave us. It was a failed adoption. I mean, I've literally had seven kids and now I'm down to three. And um when my son got hit by a car, this string of tragedies, like you start to question God a little bit, like, you know, like why me and what is going on? And I took a moment to think logically. And I thought these things aren't attached to each other. They, they, they may all have happened to my family and me and my wife or basically to people I'm attached to, 
but they're not attached. Like my son didn't pass away because my brother-in-law passed away. My kid didn't hit, get hit by a car because my wife, they're, they're separate. And then I realized this, this is just a stroke of, I don't know, personal revelation where I just thought, love God unconditionally. And, you know, we're always taught, you know, in the Bible and things, you know, like, like love others and love unconditionally. And we're taught that we're loved unconditionally, but we don't talk much about loving God unconditionally. In fact, we blame him. Hmm. And we also tell ourselves we're less than, or we wonder if he exists when bad things happen. And so my, my new recognition is no. It's unconditional love to God, even if the most terrible things happen to me in my life. Why? When I finally did that, not only was my faith in a father in heaven stronger, but I was able then to go to work and fix my own problems because I wasn't blaming anyone Mm. for my problems. Well, there's a root cause of pretty much everything wrong in all our lives. Is blame. No, oh, I, I, I love that perspective, man. That's, I don't think I've ever heard, heard that as well. Uh, yeah. We talk about loving other people and even ourselves unconditionally, but do we love God? Okay. I'll be chewing on that in my morning yeah, devotions. It's, it's tomorrow. quite the thought. It, it, it came after a lot of pain, but that, that was the thought that came. <laughs> That's a beautiful, profound thought, Richie. And thanks to these sponsors for bringing us today's show. Most of today, you will be indoors, likely your home or your office. I am as well. Even with my treks out into the woods, I spend a lot of time inside. And we're going to think about 20,000 breaths. According to the EPA, the indoor air is two to five times more polluted than the outdoor air, sometimes up to 100 times more polluted. At my studio, we have heat being forced through old ducts. I walk on carpet full of years of junk. No idea what's floating in the air that I'm taking constant gulps of. The solution is an air purifier and Air Doctor is just the best. Air Doctor filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold, bacteria, viruses. They do it so your lungs don't have to. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Go to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code KEVIN, and depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to 300 bucks off. Exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. So to get this special offer, go to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com Use promo code Kevin, airdoctorpro.com, promo code Kevin. Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. I had one business where we actually built the entire website on Shopify's platform. So whether you're just starting out or you're selling a million bucks of product already, Shopify is just the industry leader. It works the same for physical products or online and digital, and Shopify is just hands down the best out there. Most importantly, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Getting people to buy is not that hard, at least to the buying point, 
but getting them to actually give their payment info is. And Shopify is king in that department. They also have top tier customer service, which I think is critical. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Kevin. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Kevin to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Kevin. Next one here is career and I'll say career slash business that what are the things that, you know, and this is true for most everybody I talk with that you have a lot of opportunities, a lot of things you could go after. I'm sure you've got new options, you know, available to you every day, but what are the things you have done and are doing to keep your career in the healthy place, in the trajectory that you want it to be? There's so much. Let me let me tell you what constraint I have for starting businesses. My constraint is, can I do it for my cell phone? Hmm. Now, I'm on a laptop right now, right? And I, I, I do use laptops and things when I'm writing or maybe doing an interview or taking payments. It just depends, right? So sometimes it's there. But for the most part, that thing is just a tiny computer. And so the reason I use that constraint, because it means so much more. It means I can do it from anywhere hmm. and whenever which is also a terrible thing. <laughs> sure, you can't sure, get sure. away from it. But I don't think anybody at work, a normal job, nine to five can get away from it either because of the internet. So yeah. you got to place certain boundaries. So logistically, I want to be able to do it from anywhere, wherever. And then as far as like keeping it real with my family, I'm not the best at it, but I do try to place, Kevy would always use the example of, of big rocks. I don't know if you've seen that. He'll have like a jar and there's like rocks and sand and water. And if you, he says, fill up the jar with the, as much stuff as you can. And if you put the sand in the little rocks and the big rocks, the big rocks won't fit. Mm-hmm. But if you start with the big rocks, then the little rocks, and then the sand seeps in, everything fits. So, so what I've learned is to take those big rocks or those big goals and put them first. The reason this is important is because like with the Pareto principle, the 80, 20 rule, if, if 80% of your results come from 20% of what you do, what people don't talk about is if you just do the 20%, you will have 80% more time. You don't have to do the 80%. Yeah. So what, so what's bizarre is if this happened just this morning. What's bizarre is, I'll post something about how much time I have and they go, you're so busy. Cause I do have multiple businesses. I mean, I have an editing team, editing videos for vloggers. that have over a million followers daily. We're doing hundreds of videos a month. I have a company creating the most bizarre products. Every, everything, like I mentioned, you know, on our other show, uh, from books for John Lee Dumas, a, uh, a new vlogging stick called the SwitchPod for Pat Flynn just raised over $300,000 in three weeks on Kickstarter. We're making teepees for a te- tiny kid teepee company called Teenies Teepees. We're making jewelry. We're making clothes for brands. Making all- How do you do all this, Richie? I don't. Systems. Yeah. Systems. So I find this, this is bringing it all together from our last yeah, interview. Yeah. Because time is so important to me, and the ability to use your time how, when, and where you want, whenever you want, however you want, is so important to me that I literally build businesses that help my friends who don't have time have time. Hmm. So I took the editing piece away from vloggers. I took the how of creating physical products from people. I took the thinking through a business model away through my consulting company. And you're like, well, that doesn't take up all your time. No. Systems, outsourcing. I actually call it three things. 
project stacking, work batching, and expert sourcing. And these three things together help me expand time and create sort of a freedom ecosystem. Things we didn't talk on the other podcast, but I actually literally have a system to expand time and not like collapse our freedom. Ah, excellent. I, you know what? I'm going to interrupt us. What is the sign? I can't quite, it's cut off. What's the sign say behind you? I'm curious. (laughs) So this is, uh, I think it's an Apple quote. Okay. Let's see. What is it? You see it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's going to go dark. Uh, The ones who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones that do. Okay. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) I couldn't let it go. It's ever present. I I kept trying to peek under it, but that doesn't work on. Yeah. Thank you. That sums up. There's another one across from me with a picture. It's just black and white of like a little unicorn. And it says, uh, the important thing is that I believe in myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the unicorn ones. I love cause my girls, cause I got little girls and they love unicorns and I, but I do, I do love that. Um, personal is the last one here. And this is the, I usually cash it under the, you know, the fun, the hobbies, the play, the things that you do that make you the best Richie you can be for your family, for okay, everyone so, else. No, that, that's really good. Like the things that, you know, Fill me up, mm-hmm. sharpen the saw. So for me, I, I love surfing and I wish like I would just go more and go with my kids more, but it's always there. And I love that I have, at least it's there for me, you know? So I, I really love surfing. Um, I really love walking my dog and letting him run around like a maniac. Um, it's really fun for me. And he's good and he stays by me sometimes. <laughs> and, um, but the things that really fill me up are just hanging out with my wife, literally is doing nothing. Like if you look at my life from the outside, and you're like, oh, he's doing so much. He's having so much fun. I'm, I, I actually look really lazy and uh, I like that. I take naps. I sleep in, I stay up late. I'm not doing all the success habits everyone says to do. I, I, I get in, you know, enough sleep that my brain allows me, which isn't that many hours. And I just focus on the big projects and the other things kind of fall into place. I just kind of flip the whole idea of linear thinking on its head and it works. But what really gets me excited, honestly, is this is going to sound weird, but I really love answering questions and I really love questioning others. And I really love like getting people to think. And I really love most of all, helping other people achieve their goals. There is some kind of high for me intrinsically, even if it doesn't affect me, even if they're not paying me and helping someone do it. And when they do, they're like, look what I did. And I go, that's cool. But I feel like everywhere I go, becomes a part of me and i think of everyone who does something who i've touched somehow it just feels good to have an influence you know what i mean yeah yes i do all right (laughs) surfing is one uh out of all the physical things that i love and enjoy and do i've never done that and uh i remember i I interviewed guy Guy kawasaki and man that's his that's his mojo right there surfing so yeah I got to come to Hawaii and surf with you, man. Thank you. you, you okay. I'll, I'll take you, you up with us there. It's on record. <laughs> <laughs> man. Thanks again for taking time with us, for giving us behind the scenes and just sharing your, your heart and your habits with us, Richie. It's a gift. Oh man. You're so welcome. I honestly love you. This is a very cool, cool experience for me. I appreciate it. Likewise, brother. Well, friends, I trust you are extra inspired to go do something stupid and get your daily habits for success in order again, connect with Richie at Richie R I C H I E Norton N O R T O N dot com. I'll let you know what's coming up next in just a moment. 
Okay, folks, well, coming up next, our next show is number 666. Yes, the number of the beast. And while I don't fear a number, I know this number has some weighty baggage, and I honor that, and I don't discount it at all. So I decided, however, to take the opportunity to hit some hard things head on. Recent headlines before recording this cited uh, the number of deaths from alcohol, drugs, and suicide in 2017 hit the highest level since federal data collection started in 1999. Well, I posted that on Facebook and I asked why. What's your take on why this tragedy, these tragedies continue to increase at about 4% per year, though in this specific year it had increased 6%. Well, the responses were profound and hit on things like life disconnection, lack of hope, social media, relationship issues, health, higher power, opioids, breakdown of the family, isolation, self-image, loss of identity, tolerance, and love. And the question or belief of, is there an enemy, the devil, corporate greed, is anything at work against you? It sounds kind of negative, doesn't it? But knowing what you're up against and how people are dealing with it is incredibly valuable. That's the focus of this show. Tom Ziegler joined me and uh, really dug in. Till then, thank you as always for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together. <music> <laughs>